Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Undivided, which is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com, a sponsor of our program for everything spoken, audio, audiobooks, speeches, online periodicals, and papers for everything spoken, audio. That's Audible.com. Audible.com. Go to the website now. Hit the drop-down menu and type in Life Coach Radio Network for some exciting contests and prizes. That's audible.com, the sponsor of our program here on the Life Coach Radio Network. And welcome to Undivided, everyone. This is episode number 27. We are live here on a Wednesday night, August the 1st, believe it or not, August 1st, the year 2018. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast in New Jersey. Miles Smith joins me this evening as my special guest. We're really blessed to have Miles along with us, an expert in retirement, which is what our show is about tonight, the retirement divide. And why do we call it the retirement divide? Well, a lot of tonight is going to focus, a lot of our discussion is going to focus in on finances, on financial planning, Um, planning for retirement, but also the mental and emotional toll that retirement can take, as well as the societal perception of retirement and people that are retired. So it's a big subject. We're going to get it going. Uh, The disclaimer for this program here for Undivided Episode 27, the views of this episode of Undivided may not necessarily be the views of myself as host, Frank Jamadary, the views of my guest, my guest this evening is Miles Smith, and may not necessarily be the views of the Life Coach Radio Network. And now that we've moved past the disclaimer, as I mentioned earlier, retirement is something that people look either look forward to or look at with a sense of dread. And there's varying reasons why that can take place. We're going to discuss some of that tonight. We're also going to look at how people view those who are retired. I have a couple of stories I'm going to share, and then I'm going to get Miles up. I'll get him introduced and get him up here on the, on the program. But when you look at uh, different studies that have been done, Harvard study shows that one in four people think that their life is worse in retirement than it was before retirement. One in three people do not have the income to live comfortably in retirement. So finances is going to be a large part of what we discuss. And then it's also the emotional and the mental preparation for that. People are living longer. With medical advancements, the retirement period is extended. Miles is going to talk about it. We'll spend, some people will spend more time in retirement than in any other period of their life. People are living longer. 21% have nothing, zero, saved for retirement in America. A third of Americans have less than $5,000 saved for retirement. The rationale behind that is most people have a negative view of retirement and thinking that, well, they may never retire, that they don't make enough money to save, and they don't make enough to make or to meet, I should say, their their bills at this point 
so they don't have enough to put aside to even think about putting it aside for down the road. So they're not future planning. They're not even they're not even able to get out of what's in front of them today, let alone what's down the road in 20 or 30 years. There are less financial planners now than before. People, particularly in Generation X, in my generation, you know, people in their mid-30s and early 40s are not retiring ever. In their mind, they're thinking they're going to work either by choice or by necessity that retirement's not even on their radar screen. So there's less financial planners in the industry focusing on retirement because people are not doing it at the rate that they used to. And Miles is going to talk about old retirement versus new. That's one of the first things we're going to do uh, when we get them up in the divide segment in a couple of minutes. 33% of boomers, which Miles is going to talk a lot about baby boomers. He specializes in that area. 33% of baby boomers have 25,000 or less saved for retirement and 10,000 boomers, 10,000 people retire daily in America to enter that part of their life. Miles is going to talk about the positive nature of retirement, the second act, the encore. People should look at it in that way and we're going to explain why. There's also a, a segment of the show that we're going to have to talk about spiritual growth. There are people that I know that, you know, they were too busy while they were working to do certain things. And in retirement, they said, well, I was too busy to do this or do that. The spiritual component comes into that. People spend more time at church, more time involved in parishes, maybe leading a Bible study group. They spend more time in spiritual growth. Three in 10 Retirees, I thought this was an interesting stat from Harvard University, three in 10 retirees expect to live well into their 90s or beyond. So think about that as we enter this discussion. And the last thing I'm going to mention is that stigma around retirement. I've shared this story with a couple of people prior to coming on the air, and then I'm going to get Miles up here, is I had two mentors that really knew me and really knew my work. And they had both retired. One had retired about a year. One was retired a, a few months, maybe six months at the time. This was a number of years ago. I was going through applying for some jobs at that point. And I was asked, I was very far along in this process, and I was asked for references. And when I told them that two of the references have retired, they weren't interested. They're like, we don't want a reference from a retired person. And I was really surprised by that. So I had made the determination that that was not a place that I wanted to work. So that's the stigma that we're going to tackle as well tonight. Miles Smith is my guest this evening. He's a certified retirement coach, certified professional coach, and ELIMP. He has also earned an ACC, that's an Associate Certified Coach Accreditation, through the International Coach Federation. Since 2009, Miles has been actively coaching fellow boomers through the issues surrounding their transitions into retirement. He has helped boomers plan, prepare for, and transition into their retirement instead of postponing it out of fear for the change that it will bring. These have been high-powered, highly driven individuals who got stuck in fear and anxieties over what I'm going to do when I retire, quote-unquote, and in some cases, what, I'm going, what am I going to do now? Mr. Smith has also helped entrepreneurs and small business owners plan business succession strategies and implement exit strategies, which has allowed them to successfully move out 
and transition the businesses they spent years building and truly enjoy new careers in retirement. Miles is an expert in the subject. We're blessed to have him aboard, and I'm going to bring him on now. Miles Smith, welcome to Undivided. Thank you, Frank. It is great to be here. It's great to have you. It's great to connect again. Welcome to yes. the show. Welcome. To the can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. The, the fundamental thing when doing a live podcast, and you'll get used to the delay, too. There is a slight delay. And so now we're going to enter, as I gave you the introduction and, and welcome in, uh, to the divide segment. And we're going to start by looking at this uh, division that exists. And when did this disconnect between being retired and planning for retirement, something that most people delay, which we've discussed, when did that begin? And has it always been this way? Well, it began, well, we'll go back in time a little bit to when the old retirement uh, people used to go through their working life and career, and at the end of that, or at the end of uh, when they turned 65, they were retired. One day they were working, the next day they were retired, and there was the common uh, view of anyone who had retired of they were spent. They were not being productive anymore. And basically society saw that uh, label of retirement as being a has-been of what they knew person contributed was no longer valuable, that they became invisible, they became redundant, or however you want to say it, that they were of no use anymore. And that's changed so much anymore because people, the boomer generation, uh, we started out with, we want to make a change. And we did. And that has brought us forward to now where that this new retirement is you're not retiring from something, you're retiring to something, and you're bringing all of that knowledge, all of that, those skill sets and that intuition, that experience forward now. And society is just kind of slowly catching up to that, that boomers still are active, they're still vital and still being very energetic in the society. Now, when you we refer to this, and when you say old retirement and new retirement, can you just explain to the audience what you mean by that? Yes. The old retirement was the one that our parents strove for, and the generation just before us, they would put in that 30 or 40 years of working for XYZ company, and you know, on Saturday or on Friday, they retired. They had their retirement party Friday night, Saturday night, and then Monday morning, they were they were done. And a lot of them looked at that time 
as their their retirement as nothing but leisure. It was idle busyness, and it really didn't bring much meaning or purpose to them. Yes, they were they might be busy. I shouldn't I should say might be because they might be sitting at the villages down in Florida or a Del Webb uh, community. And yes, they were busy doing this and this and this, but it wasn't anything that, as I say, brought meaning and purpose to their lives. That's the old retirement, that idle busyness. Now, today, retirement is nothing like that. And yes, there are people that do have to work, but a lot of people choose to work instead of just saying, okay, I've got to, I've got these bills and that bill. They're choosing to work because it brings meaning and purpose to them and makes them feel uh, relevant and gives them a purpose. That's a great explanation. I really appreciate that. And I, I think the uh, the listeners will get a lot out of that as well. Um, it seems like a basic question, but you know, what can people expect their retirement to be like? They can make it whatever they want to. <laughs> and that's the great thing <laughs> because when I retired or I uh, graduated high school in 1973, so, yeah, I'm a boomer. I'll got the gray hair and everything to show it. But um, <laughs> we had this thing of when you, re- when you graduated high school, you were expected one of three things. Get a job, any job. Didn't matter whether you liked it or not, whether you were going to be doing it for a long period of time, but get a job. Or go into the military. Didn't matter which service, just Go into the military and start a career there, or at least get far enough that you could uh, use the GI Bill to go into college. And there were the third group of people that graduated high school that year that went directly into high school or into uh, college. And a lot of times it was, well, I'm going into marketing because that's what my parents want me to do, or I'm going to go into accounting because my parents want me to, or the teachers say, this is what I would be good at. The person might not be any good at it, but they struggled for 30 years, 40 years, to get through that job that they didn't really like. So to your question of how to make or how that people can expect their retirement to be, it can be as great as they want it to be. Because now we have the knowledge, we have the experience, and we have the intuition to know what we like, what we don't like. And we can bring that forward to, if we have to have a job to support our bills and support ourselves, we can look for jobs to go to what means most to us, you know, instead of having to sit in front of a computer all day, person might love getting out and taking part of or getting into gardening. They might love gardening. So what they might do is go working 
for a landscaper. And that fulfills, you know, a number of things for them. They've got their job that they get money from. They've got that income coming in. And they're getting to do something that they like, that means something to them, and that uh, can mean something to the community at large also. That's wonderful. Great answer. You're about 15 minutes in, 16 minutes in, 15-minute point of the show break. It goes by fast, believe it or not. Uh, Episode 27 of Undivided, The Retirement Divide. We'll be back in a moment. But first, uh, upcoming show promotion here on the Life Coach Family and Networks, Enjoying Life on Purpose. Kimberly Frazier, the host of that long-running now series, Enjoying Life on Purpose. Kimberly Frazier, 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, the 9th of August. So that's a week from tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, August 9th, over on the Life Coach chat channel. That's Enjoying Life on Purpose with Kimberly Frazier. The last two episodes, if you caught those, uh, she's had some guests that have had some really interesting challenges and have been through just a, really just a lot of uh, obstacles in life to persevere. That's on the Life Coach Chat Channel, Thursday, August the 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern. And Give from the Heart Catholic Charities, 800-919-9338. That's Catholic Charities, 800 800- 919-9338, www.salvationarmyus.org, and enter your zip code to donate in your local area, or Google search your state for the poor zip codes and donate to those who are in desperate need. We're back here on Undivided episode number 27, The Retirement Divide. My special guest is Miles Smith. I'm your host, Frank Jamie And before we went to the short break at the 15-minute point, we were talking about how people, what their expectations can be for their retirement. You had mentioned, uh, Miles, utilizing some different skills, not thinking that they have to just, you know, sit behind a computer or do some maybe uh, menial job that doesn't really connect with them, but that they could use their skills and talents. And and part of us as coaches is to help people harness those. They can use those skills and talents uh, to have a a really fulfilling uh, retirement uh, portion of their lives as well. So that all being said, and that being the backdrop, it's a great segue to this question that I have for you. So if retirement is so great, then why aren't people rushing to retire? The short answer is because they are afraid of it. That is exactly the reason. Uh, Whether they are in the public sector or in situations where there is a mandatory retirement age, people fear it, and they postpone it as long as they can. And there are a number of reasons for that, and going to the reason for this this show this evening is – one, retirement is change, and people are very uncomfortable with change. They feel they can lose control over that change and over that transition into retirement. And change and transition are two different things. Change is one day you're here, next day you're there. Transition is you can take or can be something that takes a while. And even that can make people terrified. It, uh, 
70, nearly 70% of boomers express some very serious fears and anxieties around their retirement. They, and these fall into some very uh, definite categories. They are afraid they will become irrelevant. This is one of the big ones right here. They fear that uh, they'll stop having any meaning and purpose to their lives. They also uh, identify themselves by their work and their careers, both men and women. And when you take that away from someone, and especially boomers who have spent years and business owners are and entrepreneurs are uh, struck with this a, a lot, it mm. takes away their, per, their self-worth whenever you take that identity away from them. And plus there is the uh, reason of they lose their socialization, to put it in just so few words. They don't like to lose that con contact with friends and family they've had. And they would call people that they work with family. I know of a number of people who have gone back to work even though they don't need the work. They don't need the income just so that they can be around people. I can't believe that 70% stat. That is crazy. That's a lot. That's a very high number to um, qualify that or quantify, I should say, that have so much um, trepidation or fear for one reason or another around retirement, but it does make sense. You know, you think about, uh, we talk uh, often on this show about connectedness and if people feel like they're going to lose those connections, you know, there are certain people that, you know, I've worked, you know, many different jobs. There are certain people that I've worked jobs with. And then when I don't work the job anymore, I've, I've had very little or no uh, connection with them anymore. So our connection mm -hmm. was really just at a collegial sense and, you know, there's other people that I have kept in touch with that I've worked with, and those relationships are very special, but they're fewer and further between, you know, when I think of the number of people that I've worked with. So when you think about that, some of that makes sense. Some of the, you know, your identification, especially in America and Western society, this came up in some of the studies I looked at uh, by some major universities, they define themselves, we tend to define ourselves by our, the work that we do. And if there isn't any work, then you feel like you don't really have that identity to speak to, to what you had said. So with all that uh, kind of explained and laid out, what is the root cause of this fear? Do we know that? Is it one single thing? Is it a combination of factors? What's the root cause of this fear of a retirement especially I know it, with boomers because you specialize in that area, is there one single thing that you know of that kind of jumps out? Not one single thing. It's just a combination of factors that kind of like a bucket of uh, unknowns and seemingly uncontrollable changes that uh, 
caused this. And boomers, whether you want to call it by the uh, psychological uh, industry's terminology of awfulizing or catastrophizing, that's what they they do because they've looked at the old retirement and because there is no real roadmap either for where we are now. We are basically just kind of, it's not a case of lost in the woods. I don't want to give that impression because there are a lot of people out here, myself included, who are working to make this roadmap. But it's not been uh, easily defined as of yet. You can find a number of books that will tell you, okay, this is how you do it. But on the other side, there are a number of books that will say, nope, that's not the way to do it. This is the way to do it. So it all boils down to each person's retirement is individual. It's their individual retirement. And to get through that, it's not something that whether someone works with me or works with someone with another certified uh, retirement coach, it's something that they need that help. Put it, I'll put it in just so few words, is we have done the work to get out there and go through the hedges and kind of forge a path. I see. And I know that we've been talking a lot of uh, about the trepidation, the fear uh, that surrounds retirement and surrounds the general societal approach to that. But there are a lot of positives to that as well. You had mentioned, you know, some things earlier, people may be focusing on doing something if they like gardening, you know, maybe they get a job at Home Depot or Lowe's, maybe they get a job at a garden center. There could be a lot of positives to spending more time with family, spending more time outdoors. You know, the Harvard study, they were saying that, you know, retirees think they're going to live longer than their parents' generation, that they're going to be healthier, that they're because they're going to be exercising more, they're going to be eating better and more, more healthful and nutritious choices. Uh, can you speak to maybe a couple of the positives uh, prior to the uh, midpoint of our show break in a few minutes? Of uh, retirement? Oh, I can go on for days about how great retirement is. <laughs> 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 uh, it is a wonderful time. I can, <laughs> I, <laughs> you've got me there because it is just a wonderful time. Uh, I don't want to give anyone the impression that I came to bang a drum of woe and despair about retirement. Uh, just the opposite because boomers well you touched on it a while ago of some of the age that we are going getting to a and these are uh, statistics from Social Security in that a man who lives to 65 today can live on average to 84 nearly 85 a woman who reaches 65 on average 
she'll live to nearly 87. And these are just averages. I mean, there are half of the people will live on past that. Uh, like you said, one in uh, one in ten is going to live past 95. And it used to be, if you remember back to Willard Scott on NBC on the Today Show years ago, they would have someone that they had they had found someone who was having her hundredth birthday, and this was a big thing. Now that's not to make it to a hundred. Right, I remember that. Yeah, it's no big deal anymore. You know, <laughs> I mean, it is for them, yes, but it on the whole scheme, it's more and more people are making it there. So you've got all these years of doing what you want and doing it the way you want to. Uh, we are boomers are more. Uh, vigorous, we're more energetic, we've got a lot more going on than any prior generation. And we are really wanting to get out there and do and live up to that mantra that we had starting back in the uh, late 50s even with the first wave of we want to make a difference. We want to change. And we did. We brought in vast amounts of change into this world and things that we're still being built on now. And <sighs> yes, the, the, you just uh, got me there because I can, like I say, I can talk forever on this one. Uh, the ways that boomers can live and really enjoy it or re enjoy their retirement is they can do so many different things. They can garden. They can they can take advantage of the gig uh, economy and gig market of working one place for 12 hours a week, working someplace else for 15, someplace else for eight or 12 or whatever. And they're meeting a whole new group of people. They've got new friends at each place. They're bringing all of their knowledge, all of their experience and skills to each one of these and being able to employ those in different manners. And whether it is community service, going back to college and get, getting a degree or finishing a degree or an advanced degree, and then going into teaching. A lot of I know a number of my friends have gone into teaching and gone from uh, being things like air, airline uh, personnel and gone into teaching. There's so many different avenues and so many things that boomers can do to live truly enriched, fulfilling lives and do it a little bit at a time. And not feel like they're separated and kind of discarded and that they still have a lot of value and a lot to bring. That's a very positive and important message uh, for people out there that are considering retirement. Uh, we're at 731 here on the nose on the East Coast, 
This is Undivided. I'm your host, Frank Jamaduri, Miles Smith, along with me. It's episode 27, believe it or not, the Retirement Divide, and we'll be back in a moment. Some uh, upcoming show promotions for you, Sisters of the Diaspora, new episodes on Thursday nights twice a month. That's Sisters of the Diaspora, 7 p.m. Eastern on Life Coach Chat Channel. They air on Thursday nights twice per month. They've got an episode coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll get to that later on in the program. Sisters of the Diaspora, Trina Ramsey and the gals, Life Coach Chat Channel. If you haven't listened on Thursday night, hit that up, 7 p.m. Eastern, to check that out on Life Coach Chat Channel. Paul Garwood, push through. Paul Garwood, push through Sunday nights. If you remember, Paul came on, did a show with me. For those who have not heard that show, it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, Paul joined me for his, uh, the undivided episode on the suicide epidemic, uh, a subject close to both Paul and myself. Paul Garwood pushed through Sunday, August the 12th, is the next episode of that program. So it's this coming Sunday. I'm sorry, it's a week from this coming Sunday, August the 12th. 8 p.m. Eastern time. He's always on at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's also on the Life Coach chat channel on Sunday night. There's a a lot of programming on Sunday nights on the networks. Uh, Check that out. Paul's uh, show is all about people that have persevered through some sort of mental illness, emotional uh, distress, some heavy maybe psychiatric burden, or someone in their family that has done so and have pushed through and persevered, hence the title of the series, to the other side. So it's very uplifting, very enlightening. Uh, The guests that are on share their life experiences. It's very vulnerable. It's very real. Paul Garwood pushed through Sunday, August the 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern on Life Coach chat channel. www.samaritanspurse.org. That's www.samaritanspurse.org to give to that wonderful organization that does so much work in the developing world for people in need. And speaking of Paul and his show and the suicide epidemic, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that's 800-273-8255. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. If you or someone that you know or love are really struggling with something really struggling to get around something that maybe is spinning in your head that you can't get around. If you're having thoughts of hurting yourself or harming another person, or if you know someone that does, please call the number 800-273-8255. You matter. There are people there to listen. Every life is very precious and valuable. Every life has purpose. If you're concerned and stressed about retirement and you're thinking about doing something to yourself, please call the number, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-8255. And we're back here on Undivided, Episode 27, live with you all at 735 here on the East. I'm going to open the phone lines now, 646-716-9397. Again, that number, 646-716-9397. 9397 to call in to speak to Miles or myself. Question, comment, concern. Maybe you're concerned about retirement. You're concerned about having enough money, having enough money saved, whatever it might be. 646 716 9397. Or you can email us, undivided show. That's undivided S H O W at gmail.com. I've been checking periodically throughout the episode. 
Shoot us an email if you're uncomfortable coming on air and calling in live. Audible.com is our sponsor. And, Miles, before we went to the midpoint of the show break, we were talking about all the positive things because, you know, you and I both feel that there's so much negativity that can be prevalent, especially in the news cycle about retirement, especially, in, you know, financial planners and uh, people of that nature that want to get people, you know, geared up in, in the fear factor of, oh, you have to have enough money saved for retirement because uh, they want to get their business, essentially. And there's not enough about the positive that can go on. Then on the other hand, we have this divide in our society and this stigma around retirement that either people see it as the end. Uh, so how do we bridge the divide around the stigma surrounding retirement? Those that see it as quote unquote, the end, those that view retired people as unimportant quote unquote, or that they can't contribute. And those who actually have a different perspective on it and see it as a new start or the start of their second act, so to speak. So how do we bridge that divide? This is the segment of our show called Bridging the Divide. How do we do that when it surrounds retirement? Understand that just because someone says, I'm retired, does not mean that they become invisible, that they are uh, useless. These people have got a lot to contribute. They have already, I mean, we've got 40 years in some cases, a bit longer of working knowledge. We've anywhere from 57 to 65. The average age of retirement is 57. Uh, Some reports will put it up as high as 62, but we won't quibble over that too much there. These people have got all of this knowledge, all of these skill sets of experience, and they bring this to or with them. It just doesn't cut off the day that they walk out the door, turn in their badge, and are gone. They still have a lot to contribute, and they can be mentors. They can go into coaching. Uh, A number do. A number of people go into uh, into mentoring. A number of people that I have worked with, these are, and this is, I'll, I'll go here with the people that I've worked with. These are uh, people that are highly motivated, high-energy individuals who have achieved some very great things in their lives, but they've seen they have not seen a real way to repurpose their lives for retirement. So what we do is we work to find what they are good at and what calls them. And then we mold that into whatever opportunities that we, uh, that they choose really. It's not we, it's they choose. And what it all gets back to is society needs to understand that boomers are not just being shipped out to the cow pasture and said, there, you've done your part, we're taking over. They're lo- 
society will lose so much knowledge by doing that, so much uh, experience by doing that. And boomers are saying, hey, even if uh, I get shoved out the door with a pat on the back, um, I'm going to go do something else. I'm still going to go do it. And that's what part of showing society that we are relevant, that we do have meaning or we can bring meaning and purpose to whatever that we do. Uh, We can find opportunities helping, well, C-level people especially uh, can go into working with startup companies or go to uh, the local chamber of commerce and find companies that need someone with their skill set, their knowledge, and say, you know, I'll, I'll be glad to help. I just want to help. They're sitting there with their hands ringing, waiting to do something, and they're, they're so full of energy. And people or society needs to understand boomers are <laughs> let me take a breath <laughs> we are so active and so willing to bring that forward and teach that's wonderful and and speaks to you know what i shared in the opening of the show with with mentors of mine you know, one of them had extensive experience both in the uh, the financial sector and then in the nonprofit sector. You know, his second act was all working with different nonprofits and had mentored me when I was working in a role for a nonprofit organization. And the other had, they both had advanced degrees, and the other had a lot of experience in, you know, sales and marketing and had mentored me at another point. So for, you know, both of these men who – you had really interesting you know, backgrounds, really fascinating careers for someone to tell me that they didn't want a reference, you know, from them that really took me aback and really, to me, uh, clarified and crystallized that there is a definite stigma out there around people that are retired and there's a disconnection between how much energy they still have. You know, there's this, you know, mm-hmm. feeling of the old retirement mentality kind of sets in, and that can't be that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, some of the people that I know, I've known people that have gone on and you know they've retired, quote unquote, and they've gone into really new and interesting careers. You know, doing something completely different, or like you had mentioned before, the whole uh, gig economy, the side hustle, if you will, the gig economy, being able to piece a few different things together. You know, working different things that are part-time. Uh, I know people that do that now. And I envision if, if I'm blessed to live that long, those years of my life looking that way, I don't plan on ever retiring personally uh, because I really enjoy working. Um, what can people do with that as a backdrop to understand retirement and what it offers? Boomers can understand that they have some very um, 
they have tangible skills and and these are transferable to these are the same transferable skills basically that they used to build their careers their jobs their businesses whatever they they have a set of skills they can bring those forward and use those for someone else someone that really could use them I mean and we're still even in someone that is 66 67 they're not old by any means and yes they've got the label it's only a label as I know uh, your last week's guest was talking about labels and how that we yes. need to get rid of those and mm-hmm. That's this is part of that is get rid of those labels because labels uh, not only define but they uh, hold people back. And that label of retirement or being retired, it's that stigma that people say, "Oh, you're retired." Uh, I'm going to go over here and talk to someone else now because I'm not going to put up with or waste my time on on you. That's something that I have had people say that they've experienced of they've been out and introduced themselves and I'm retired. Oh, okay, good. Have a good life. Bye. And that's the word. Oh, yeah. Oh, it also goes to, and that, that can, that, that, also hits the person themselves and it to their job or their identity of Friday before I retired I was SVP of blah 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 and here it is Monday morning and I got to wake up I got to sleep in and I'm waking up and I'm no longer so and so SVP of blah, 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 department or division or whatever. It's now I'm Joe. I used to be. And now I'm retired. And that's where we need also as society and as coaches to bring it to these people and say, you're not, just because you're retired does not mean that you are uh, to be put out to pasture. You've got so much to contribute, to bring to people, to enlighten people. And that's that's the issue of getting past the financial professionals who their job is to build that person's financial future. And generally speaking, that's where they end. They don't look at, or they don't look at the, what are you going to do in retirement? And a lot of, from what I have seen, and I'm thankfully I don't work with the financial or the financial uh, professionals that I work with don't see it this way. Of, well, I'm building this big nest egg for you, good for you, and once you you start using it, I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to go do something. There's got to be a 
drifting, you know, you can go on the uh, on a gondola on the Grand Canal in Venice, or you can go here, you can go there. You've got the money. But then the person gets there and goes, what am I going to do now? You know, uh, they become lonely. They become isolated when they don't have something to do. And it's, this is one thing, right close to where I live down here, uh, there is a big RV manufacturing uh, facility. They make the big buses and motor coaches and whatnot. And the thing about people say, well, I'm going to go travel. We're going to sell the house. We're going to go travel. Traveling is expensive. I did it for a number of years, and it is extremely expensive. But oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of meaning either, unless you're doing a travel blog or something, and you're teaching others. But the average uh, age of a used uh, motor coach, instead of buying a brand new one, and I. Oh, Please, motor coach people and salesmen, <laughs> don't flame out on me because brand new ones are wonderful. The average age on the uh, used market is 22 months because people buy them. They go drive around the country, and it is a beautiful country. I've seen it, and I love this country. But after 20, on average, 22 months, they're back at home selling it because they've lost contact with people. They've become kind of isolated. Yes, they're spending this evening and that night at this motorhome or this uh, park and um, oh, whatever the Sam's um, motor coach parks are and. All of those, the people, they meet people there, but then they go on. These people are only in their lives for a few days, maybe a couple weeks, and then they're gone, and they've got family back home. They want to reconnect with them. So the financial are selling this beautiful old retirement vision of you're going to go travel, go golfing, go fishing, go do whatever, and those are all wonderful. They're very nice. They're a lot of fun, but they don't bring a lot of meaning and purpose to the boomer uh, person's life. And that gets to the one of the things that I've mentioned a number of times of meaning and purpose – making a change, and leaving a legacy. Those are very high on the boomer um, priority and value list. Excellent. Leaving a legacy. And I'm glad that you brought up um, a lot of those points are are very, very um, purposeful in in their own, but I'm glad you brought up the labels, you know, and and the – episode that I did two weeks ago with Alexandra on the cage titles, 
you know, people get stuck in these labels. They get stuck in these titles. And it's important for us to talk about that and bring that to light and as a society try and move past that. And it's all about changing the conversation and changing the discourse and the, the perception of that. Uh, so thank you for bringing that up as well. It was a good segue uh, to those out there that may not have heard that show. It, it, you could kind of dovetail in uh, nicely with this. Um, two-part question. How does someone plan to prepare for the kind of retirement that comes without those emotional issues and disillusionments? So it's a big question. And then the second part of that question is, uh, doesn't having a good financial planner take care of that for them? So you had touched on financial planning. We're going to go there now. How does someone plan to prepare for that kind of retirement, uh, something that's without emotional issues, and the role of a good financial planner or what that should look like? Those are both very good questions and very they could take a lot of time to explain them but the answer to the first one is to work with someone who is a certified retirement coach who knows the ins and outs and who has been trained and specializes in working with individuals to plan and prepare for their retirement that's the quick and simple the easiest right there whether you're and I'll say it this way, whether you work with me or not, find someone who is certified and who knows the uh, landscape. Get get a certified retirement coach. They know what they're doing. <laughs> I'll put it that, let's say it that way. The second, the answer, <laughs> the answer to the second is that what I was mentioned a while ago is while planning for the financial retirement is best done by a professional who knows their way around what it will take to build the person's wealth and maintain it, financial professionals generally are not well-versed in the emotional aspects of retirement and how to guide a client through it. Those are, um, that's very good advice for the listeners out there. Uh, make sure you find someone that is certified. And like Miles said, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be him. If it's him, that's great. Shameless plug. Yes. That's great. If it's not him, you know, find someone that is because they're going to know their way around. The financial planning side of it is, you go to someone that you trust. I think that's very important and very key mm-hmm. in, in both roles. Uh, you know, when we talk about coaching, what do you think is the role of coaching? And I might touch on this one too. What is the role of coaching in helping people in retirement? Okay. And for those who are scared of retiring and how can it help change the stigma around retirement? So what is the role of coaching and helping people in retirement, those that are scared of retiring, and those that have a stigma around retirement itself for people that are retired. The role of coaching in retirement is 
they the a co working with a coach will allow the person to find out exactly what their values are to start with they can what they find out what their values are what their beliefs and standards are and then they can use that in addition to what their skill sets and knowledge and the experience that they're bringing they can use all that together and formulate a plan for their life they can decide okay we've got this skill we've got this value how do they match up and then you work together through a series of steps to find out and to basically get into goal setting and work through whatever it might be that might that might be holding the person back we all have limiting beliefs we all interpret things to our own perceptions we all look at life through our own uh, filters and we need to go and look at those and look at the things that are holding us back our gremlins is the best way that little voice that is in our sitting on our shoulder and in our head and saying oh are you really sure you want to do this why, why do you think that you can do it this time well we work with that coaches work with that and we develop a plan that works with their values with their beliefs their standards with their existing uh, skill sets knowledge and experience and we do we go into finding what the person's purpose is what their destiny is what their potential in life is we each person has a potential but that potential each time you reach it that gives you another higher bar to step up to that just all that does is just says okay here's you've reached this level what how far further can you go what's the next step and the next step and looking working with a coach and looking with all of that you find out that what you want to do what will mean the most to you that will bring the most meaning to you bring the most meaning to others also because it's not just about us by ourselves we are a community and no matter what side of any spectrum that you want to talk about any ideology or whatever we're all still a community and we work together and working with a coach will allow you to get to know yourself at your core and once you've got that <laughs> the world better get out of your way because you're going to do wonderful things amen to that i mean i i help some people with you know different career transitionings and looking at okay you've done this you identify that it left you feeling unfulfilled for X, Y, or Z reason. You have this skill, or you're working at a company that is incongruent with your values or your set of values that we've uncovered. How are we, you know, taking coaching and how are we going to listen to this person 
you know, very powerful act of listening and then help them to find that answer within them. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, uh, maybe think about harnessing my personality and those skills to, you know, be selling cars, let's say. And then when you get into that kind of job, okay, you know, you sold 20 cars in a month. That's great. Can we sell 30? You know, let's really push to be a top performer. That that next hurdle, as you said, you know, we, we reached that. Oh, that's great. What's next? And to have that and have someone hold you accountable for that too. You know, you said you were going to work on, you know, X, Y, or Z. You said you were going to, you're going to work at, you know, re- redoing your resume, uh, retyping your cover letter. Where are you with that? Uh, that is certainly a motivating factor for people, especially in a transition like retirement where they're trying to get back out on the wheel again, but they don't necessarily want to do a nine to five if those really exist anymore, but they don't necessarily want to do something that's 35 or 40 hours a week. So I help them to connect. Okay. What do we have? And they also probably don't want to commute that far. So you look at, okay, what do we have? That's, you know, a situation that's not stressful for you that you can do that. You can use these skills. Coaching can really help, focus and hone in on that, especially when you feel like you're entering this big, great unknown. You know, this, uh, I'm going to retire, like you said, on Friday and on Monday, who am I? You know, we can help you get prepared for that, that transition, just like we help people transition in their careers or in their businesses. It's the same kind of concept at its core. And thank you, Miles, for that, for that answer and for laying that out, because we do. We all have the lens in which we see the world. We all have that way in which we have that inner critic telling us that we can't do something or making us feel unsure about something. So it's important to take the steps and to talk to someone that understands how to help you navigate that. Uh, We're at the point of our show called the Common Ground segment. And this segment, the purpose of it, for those who are new to listening to the show, uh, is the last segment of our show. We're at 802 in the evening here on the East Coast, uh, here on Undivided, Episode 27, The Retirement Divide. And the purpose of the Common Ground segment is very similar to a coaching practice that Miles and I are familiar with, where you, you plan with a client and there's very concrete first steps that happen. There's a certain process that we know as, as certified coaches that we help people plan and we develop a plan with them. Well, these are first steps, and the, the common ground segment is to provide listeners with first steps. So where is the common ground between all the ways that retirement can be perceived, which I laid out when we went to the Bridging the Divide segment? Those who see it as the end, those who view retired people as unimportant or that they have nothing to contribute, um, and those who see it as a new start or a second act. Where is the common ground between all of those ways that people perceive retirement and how can they move ahead with a new or different outlook than the one that they currently have? Moving forward, we as a society need to understand that because a person has lived to 65 and has said, you know, I really don't want to work here anymore. I don't want to work there anymore. 
I want to go do this. My heart is calling to me to go do this. I can become I can go into being a caregiver. I can go into teaching, into healthcare, into non-profit. A lot of a lot of people do that also. Their boomers are not retiring from something. They're retiring to something. What is it that they are retiring to? They are, and I've said it, and I will keep saying it, we are vital. We've got a lot of energy. We've got a lot of uh, knowledge and experience to bring to company or a new situation whether we are only working there for eight hours a week or putting in 30, we can bring so much to that. And society needs to understand all of what we can bring. I mean, we've built all of what we've, what has, I mean, we built it. Why can't we continue working in it? And why is it that, we did all these things for 40 years, 30 or 40 years, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're irrelevant? No, we're not. People as a society need to understand that we still have so very much, so very much to contribute. Yeah, my response would be, you know, for those people that are out there that are mid-career professionals or, you know, C-level professionals that are in senior management that may have a different viewpoint on that is, like, how does that person who, you know, you're still learning the game, how did the person that taught the game now become irrelevant in a matter of, you know, a couple days? That, That just doesn't make any sense to me if you look at it from that perspective. And I love the power of words. Words are very powerful. You know, I have a background in writing as well and doing some journalistic type of work. The the retire from, you retire to something. So that's a very powerful way of putting it. Words are powerful. Words state intention. When you retire to something, it's not like you're retiring from whatever you had. You're retiring to what's next. And I think in life, we always have to look at what's next. You know, that should always be the question that we have. You know, yes, you want to live in the present moment, but that can even mean what's going to happen in the next hour or the, the, the next day. You, you have to always be thinking about what is next and what's coming around the bend and, and try to prepare yourself for that mm-hmm. as best as possible. As you mentioned, that could be working in a nonprofit, doing work that maybe you couldn't have done while you were trying to, you know, raise a family and uh, pay for a house. Uh, well, my friend uh, called it the factory. I have to work so I keep the factory running. You know, we have four kids. I have to work to get the factory going. You know what I mean? But you look at it in those terms, true. You know, i got to go to the salt mines. I can keep the factory running, you know. Uh, there's a cost to all that. There's a, a cost to medical care, both when you have children and when you're in retirement. You know, those costs are are course on the rise so all those things can help you know mitigate some of those factors uh, so I thought that was a really excellent way of laying out some concrete steps for people and to kind of change that 
perspective that people have. So, so thank you for that, Miles. Thank you for uh, sharing that insight and sharing your own experiences and, and sharing all the, the wonderful ways that people can look at retirement differently, uh, that people that are out there that have a different perspective, you know, on retirement, maybe some dread, some fear, can move into that in a more positive and more uh, excited type of mindset. And I wanted to ask you, because we always do this at the point of the show, to talk a little bit about yourself, about your practice, what maybe is on the horizon for you as we're talking about what's next. Uh, you have something coming up, uh, maybe a workshop. Do you have uh, something going on? Where can people connect with you? Uh, how can they, they find out what you have to, to offer, uh, whether it's a website or social media? Uh, so, so where can people connect with you and what do you have going on? Uh, the easiest way is, well, uh, empoweredtransitions.com. It's all just strung together, empowered transitions, and then .com. That's uh, the first place. Uh, I have right now a an assessment uh, on there at a uh, discounted price that basically will gauge where you are today, where you are going to be uh, in your mind. And, base, and there are some financial aspects to that also of how well are you prepared and how well are you uh, looking forward to retirement. And yeah, there sometimes, and it's, a, it's the way that you come in to me. And there have been times that people have taken that and said, I've sat back and looked at it and gone, yep, you're ready. You, you don't need me. <laughs> you know, I, just because somebody takes that uh, assessment doesn't mean that they are not fully prepared. Some people have done the work on their own. They know what they want to do, but they just want that affirmation that acknowledgement and that validation. They need that to quell the fear, quell that emotional issue that we had taught, those, those emotional issues that we had talked about, that 70%, actually it's 69.7. <laughs> I rounded it up to 70. <laughs> that... That's the number of uh, boomers that actually do feel some and report some emotional issues around it. And they, by taking that assessment, it's a retirement success profile assess assessment. And it is a, uh, it was developed by a uh, psychiatrist and, oh, he's got all kinds of, uh, research behind this. Dr. Richard Johnson was the one that developed it, and I'm just uh, certified in it, and so I use it because it is an excellent way to uh, get to the bottom of where someone is right now. After that, we move into the debrief on that, and then sometimes, yes, sometimes there are those people that say, that I say, well, very good on you. I'm happy, and I want to keep in contact with you, but you don't need me. 
<laughs> then, but on the other side of it, there are the people that uh, we have to move forward and say, okay, here's how we we go forward in building your plan and preparing you for the day that you retire. And let me say this real quickly here also. The year before uh, your retirement date is about three years too late. Really, realistically, to begin fully planning and preparing for a person's retirement needs to be done three years, if not further, down the line prior to that retirement date so that they can make that adjustment, make that uh, transition, just boom. Friday I was here, Monday I'm here, and maybe I take a gap month, maybe I take a gap year, but I've got it in my plan. It's not something that 10 months into retirement, they're going to be going, oh, what did I do? Why did I do this? What am I going to do now? But anyway, back to what I have to offer. That's uh, that's how you come in to working with me and catch me on uh, LinkedIn, Miles H. Smith, or on Facebook, Miles H. Smith, uh, retire, uh, the uh, Empowered Transitions. Great. That's excellent. That's And that was a very good point that you made, and I'm glad that you made it uh, with the three years. So if you're at, you know, 61, 62-ish, you've got to start thinking about this if you're planning to retire at 65 and you have an end date in sight, or if you have a job where it's like a drop-dead date, you know, in a situation where you're getting a pension or something like that, and they say, okay, you have to retire at 65, this is, this is your day, you know, this is the last day of the rodeo for you. You've got to have that, you know, in in your head right now, if you're out there listening to this uh, and that age group, or if you know someone that is, get them to start thinking about reaching out to a certified retirement coach and start talking about getting this plan together. That three years is uh, that three years prior to is a big thing. So keep that in mind. That seems like a really important step in order to plan that, accordingly. Uh, Miles, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being such a great guest. It's so gracious with your time for staying on extra couple minutes with us for sharing and uh, for really giving our listeners out there uh, a lot of very helpful and I think practical advice. And for those who have a stigma around retirement, something to chew on basically is, as you and I would say, uh, you know, for them moving forward. So thank you very much for being a part of the dialogue here on Undivided. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so very much, Frank, for giving me the opportunity and to talk and to talk about something that I absolutely loved. <laughs> I, I believe in retirement. I retired and uh, was lucky, or I shouldn't say lucky, I just happened to be able to know that I was going to be retiring and moved on into it. It did. I did have a lot of um, stumbling blocks, so I know that it'll 
territory. I know the landscape. So, but thank you for letting me talk about something dear to my heart. <laughs> well, that passion shows, I'll tell you that. And if you're out there and you're uh, in need of, of someone to help guide you through this next transition, if this is a holy moly kind of moment for you, as my dad would say, you know, if this is a, a real mind bender to you, the whole concept of retirement, you're really unsure how you're going to navigate it. Contact Miles. He left uh, all the different ways you can you can get him. Uh, contact him, and it, even if if he can't help you, uh, he can probably refer you to somebody that can. If he can, that's great. You guys make that connection, and and move forward from there. I think a lot of what happens, you know, before I close the show for tonight, a lot of what happens in in our society with this is there's a respect factor that's lacking. And in other societies in the world, you know, non, you know, America is a wonderful country. If you listen to my July 4th show, you know how much I love America. But there is a, a lack of respect that isn't prevalent in other societies and other cultures for people that are older, our, our seniors, those who have gone through uh, the course of life. Uh, you look at other countries in Asia and Europe, they're treated a lot differently. There's a lot of, of respect. We need to get some of that back. We need to start talking about that. We need to see people that have been through the race uh, differently. We need to understand how much they can offer uh, to them. You know, my grandfather was a life coach, and he didn't even know what a life coach was. Uh, you know, I wonder where he gets some of it from. Oh, my grandfather was, I found out, you know, coaching young people that had come in to visit when he was in assisted living. And, you know, he developed relationships with you know, guys that were college age, and he was coaching them on how to prepare themselves for, you know, their schooling and their advanced schooling and their life. And, you know, they came to me after my grandfather had passed and told me how much that really meant to them, and I had no idea who was doing it. So we all can learn something from the people around us, the people that God has put us into contact with, just like I learned a lot from Miles when we made this connection. So I'm very blessed to have him on the show. For our listeners, we're very blessed to have this interaction here tonight, and I hope that you gain something as you retire to something. And I hope that all of us understand that it's time to live in unity and harmony with each other, to respect one another, no matter what our age or what our situation is, and to see people that are retired as having a lot to offer us in our journey in life. And that's how we will live truly undivided. So some upcoming show promotions for us before we sign off. Again, Sisters of the Diaspora, Thursday nights twice a month on Life Coach Chat Channel, 7 p.m. Eastern. And that's Sisters of the Diaspora, Thursday nights twice a month, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Life Coach Chat Channel. Holy shift. I don't want people to think I'm cussing on the air. It's shift, like shifting a car, S-H-I-F-T. Holy shift. Barm Heaton, Leslie Pichotti, the duo there. 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday, August the 15th, here on the Life Coach Radio Network. So it's holy shift, like an energy shift. Barb and Leslie show, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday, August the 15th. That's two weeks from tonight, and that's a great segue for my next show. August the 15th is the next air date, August 15th. That's episode 28, 
My special guest would be Jenna Poneman. Uh, and actually, in full disclosure, that's going to be a recorded show because Jenna is in California and with her job can't make the time factor on, on the Wednesday evening. So that's going to be a recorded show. We won't have any calls that night. I mentioned that too, so that if you want me to ask Jenna anything, please email me ahead of time at undividedshow at gmail.com. And, and please send us an email if you have any questions or comments about tonight's show at undividedshow at gmail.com. And I can forward them to Miles if you're looking for responses there. So August 15th, my next show, Jenna Poneman, my guest, we're going to be discussing gender roles in relationships, both romantic relationships and friendships, how society views the gender role of a male, how society views the gender role of a female. That is our show. Uh, Jen is an expert in that field. It's going to be a, a really enlightened dialogue. Audible.com is our sponsor for tonight's show. So this has been episode number 27. I uh, encourage all of you that are in the stages of retirement to use some of the information tonight and to move forward with confidence that you're retiring to something and be excited about what's going to be your next act. For Russ Terry, for Trina Ramsey, for Danica Treble, and everyone at the Life Coach Radio Network, I thank you to all the listeners near and far for letting me do what we do. My thanks to Miles Smith. And I thank you all, and, and I will see you again on August the 15th. And until then, as always, be blessed and be well.